Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I am hosting tonight, <laughs> and I am joined by my esteemed colleagues, Genre and Sue. Why did you sound what? like a supervillain? <laughs> no, no, no reason. What do you mean no? Don't, you're planning something. No, no, You're no, planning no. something, and it's going I, to interfere uh, with my plans for world domination, and I don't like it. I, look. I've been I'm laying the groundwork saying, for 30 years. Look, I'm just saying... It, Amazon had a two-for-one sale on space lasers, and, well, you know. Oh, was that on Amazon Prime Day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I missed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was you, Mike, yesterday at the RNC, or Wednesday at the RNC, harassing them in Woburn in yeah. uh, Massachusetts. In Woburn? What? Uh, yeah, the, our, the, it was you, Arch... Never oh, yeah, mind. no, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, I, I thought you meant the Republican National Committee. You know, they're, uh, you know, because they're they're the ones who are saying like, they're you know, in well, well, they're censuring uh, 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 Cheney and Kinzinger for, you know, not going along with the idea that uh, January 6th last year was political, legitimate political discourse. Mm. Um, yeah, I said RNC, mm. but I meant the mass Republican Party. Yeah. In Woburn, that's where their headquarters is. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, right, right. Some Democrat. some 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 <laughs> jerk decided to threaten them with a gun. Uh, yeah, that's oh, Jesus. that's not that's not cool. She she Whoever called the, them fascists. I don't I don't think she had a gun. She said she was going to come back with a weapon. That sounds like threatening fascist. them with a gun, but whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, that that that's not cool. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, there's um, my party's like, all excited like about it. Violence in politics is really bad, and uh, uh, I I really do think that's that's kind of where the Republican Party's trying to take the country. But um, we're not there yet, so let's not speed that up. <laughs> yeah, well, and I just thought it was interesting that with all the stuff that my party's been doing, that we you know we get all outraged when when somebody you know blocks entrance to our building or anyway. I'll leave it at that. As opposed to blocking you, entrance to Canada or stopping a bridge that's a major <laughs> artery for international trade. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, absolutely. if our listeners would like to get in touch with us, uh, you know, wearing a pink mask or not, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us, uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com or facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. You can find us there or at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter. Or Facebook. Oh, sorry. Or simply civilpoliticsradio.com is our own website, which has, uh, you know, recordings of previous episodes of the show and also some supplemental episodes. Speaking of which, Jama, you're going to be uploading another supplemental episode tonight. Yes, indeedy. Uh, that is tonight, meaning when we're recording on Thursday, the 10th of February. Yes. Uh, I'm going to put this up tonight. It's uh, just a little conversation we had um, last week. Yeah, we were planning, we, we were 
Things came up in the middle of recording the uh, episode, and we had to sort of scrub halfway through. So we we had half a show, which wasn't enough to broadcast, but it was a little too much to just sort of ignore. I mean, we, I suppose we could have, but, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, I do some of the talking, and I just didn't want to deprive you all of the the glorious dulcet tones of my voice, as usual. So uh, anyway. Mike will never a... be ignored. <laughs> I he mean, not, I will he, be he ignored constantly <laughs> and probably <laughs> rightly, but nevertheless, doesn't mean I'm not going to keep trying. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of one uh, thing, uh, actually, one yeah. thing that's funny you mentioned, uh, did we mention the thing in Wolverine? You, we did. She did. Yeah. yeah the yeah, only yeah, thing I can yeah. find is on the Boston Herald. And the geo and the mass GOP website. Those are the only sources I have. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you can look at the police log for Wilburn, but I guess the police went. <laughs> no, no other news organization cares. <laughs> I guess, nope, they don't. Or something. I don't know. That happened yesterday. Uh, well, only being a Republican in Massachusetts, you know. I Me mean, Charlie Baker and Mitt Romney. <laughs> yeah, that's. You know what? Should tell you something. <clears throat> Yeah, just saying. <laughs> we're we're special. Is that what you're saying? We're special. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. Sure. <laughs> I'm saying you're running scared. Is what I'm saying. I mean, oh, damn. Look at the way Mitt Romney, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, chair of the Republican National Committee is his niece, and when she criticized uh, uh, representatives uh, Cheney and Kinsinger. Uh, you know, and said, you know, they're, 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 you know, called for the party to censure them and said, you know, like I said, January 6th, the insurrection was actually legitimate political discourse. Romney's like, no, okay. You know, he's, he's not saying no, he's not calling her out. No, he didn't say that. He said, I'll quote him. Okay, sure, go ahead. It's, it's stupid. They asked her if he was proud of her and she, he said it was stupid. And anything that is stupid is not good for our party. He was pretty explicit. He was totally, it's the first time I've ever heard him criticize her. So mm. I guess we don't watch the same news shows. <laughs> no, I guess we don't. All right. No. <laughs> Good for him. Well. Because no, been, from yeah, what I can see, really he's just running scared from his own party in uh, Utah. He, like he is, uh, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to get reelected the way, uh, the way they're so angry at him for, for not towing the Trump line. And Good thing you know, he's like a bishop in the church. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, I think the the Mormon hierarchy, from what I'm hearing, is uh, getting concerned as well. There might be unrest in the ranks. And we know, you know, Mitt Romney is, uh, you know, he's an opportunist who's willing to swallow his principles and, you know, eat a load of crap uh, for the cameras. You remember that photo? He's that, one that of the few. He voted for impeachment. Sure, but do you remember that photo of him after Trump won and they were having dinner at a restaurant? Yeah. You know, like Romney was auditioning for a job and, you know, it was all smiles. Like, yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, that, no, I thought he looked, he looked like Christie when he was standing on the stage to endorse Trump. They look like the, they look humiliated. He sure Trump. did. And, and, <laughs> and, you yeah, know, dejected really. Terrible. And Mostly, yet, yeah, and yet yeah. there he was. He was there. Yeah. He could have just said, oh, well, you know, and stayed home. He didn't have to go to that dinner. He didn't have to have to sort of abase himself in the hopes that maybe Trump would give him a job. You know, I mean, especially well, you know, given some, Trump's some uh, uh, disdain for competence. So, you know, whatever you felt about Trump, he was the president. And some of us are kind of old fashioned in that. 
you know, we still, we, you know, we still, we still salute. I, I think I, I spent four years of, of Trump's presidency acknowledging that he was president and offering due respect to the office and being very disappointed with him. So I, I feel quite comfortable yeah. with my disdain for Mitt Romney. But uh, yeah, so uh, you, uh, Sue, wanted to talk about uh, the, the irate truckers in uh, Canada, because talking about uh, uh, people who don't want to take no for an answer and uh, uh, yeah. don't want to be told talk what to do. Talk about labor movement. Well, and truckers um, have been sure. making less and less money for years. So in some ways, there was a tipping point, I think, there that um, helped to precipitate this. You know, between energy costs and everything else that, you know, they're really mad with Trudeau, right? Because of his requirement for vaccines and uh, mass yeah. mandates. They're va- yes, vaccines and, uh, to, to enter Canada from the United States. So uh, all of those truckers who are, of course, Americans uh, can get vaccinated for free. So if it's if, if you're trying to make an economic argument, vaccines don't come into it because they don't cost. Them no, anything. no, I was saying the cost of fuel for their trucks. Their sure. Yeah. No. No. I agree. I, hours, you know, they like, were at a point where the, the, the way take the, take much. Go to, ahead. Sorry, it, I was just trying to make the argument. They didn't take much for them. They're like a tinderbox. Sure. That's why a lot of people are leaving the field. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like like the way we handle the 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 long haulage industry uh, is uh, uh, is is one of the many ways in which uh, 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 you know we're trying to squeeze. Uh, uh, Ordinary people and and tr- transfer all the wealth to a, a very small elite, and I don't think that's good. Um, but I don't think that uh, requiring people to be uh, who are traveling internationally to be vaccinated against a deadly disease is, um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that's uh, that's an unreasonable thing, and I don't think it's uh, as I said, considering it doesn't cost them anything out of pocket, that doesn't play into any kind of economic argument. You know, it's like, yeah, get the free vaccine. Uh, actually, takes, this is, takes a minute. <laughs> this is funny. Think talking about the truckers and and economics. Apparently, the anti-vax Canadian truckers had a press conference on Facebook Live that quickly devolved into a presentation on a popular form of cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one of the people said, are we at a press conference for Freedom Convoy 2022 or having some guy shove Bitcoin down our throats? <laughs> Very disappointed. I came to see updates about progress made by our truckers. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, that, that, I just find this so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, my my opinion, obviously, don't don't do Bitcoin stupid. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Cryptocurrencies are a scam, and <laughs> NFTs are an even bigger scam. I yeah. like the whole. Uh, uh, yeah. Did you I, hear I, that Melania did, was doing them? Melania Trump was trying to make money off stuff that she had from the White House. Sure. And they think Jesus that she she bought it all herself. They're saying that it looks like it's it was it hasn't been selling, and the family's been buying it or something. Wow. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Yeah, crypto legal legal tender is an important word. <laughs> Two yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, the, you know, the <laughs> yeah. full faith and credit of the U.S. government is behind our currency. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, um, get, but that in the meantime, just, uh, I'll, any- I'll just complain about crypto and NFTs all day long. But, um, you the- know, I forgot to Google this before we started the show, but has mm-hmm. anybody done, you know, the, uh, the tulip bulb cryptocurrency? Because I mean, it's just, it's right there in, in history. It's just, if it hasn't been done, it should be. Probably. I don't know. because we'll Um, forget what happens yes Uh, if anybody wants to know a lot about nfts i'll post a video from folding ideas um he did a it it is two hours long but it's very informative uh about uh nfts bitcoin um very stark and clinical um examination of of its effects so i will post that on the website as well did you notice that uh julian uh lennon uh, I think he posted a uh, jacket of his dad's and a guitar of his dad's, but they're both, it's NFTs. You don't actually get the jacket or the guitar. Hmm. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's what I said. Who would, why bother? So, <laughs> truckers. I mean, why bother with any of those <laughs> things? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, truckers. Um, well, I, I, I think, well, I, I certainly sympathize with people being dissatisfied with Justin Trudeau's government in some respects. Mm. Um, and I definitely think uh, we need to rethink how we handle transportation and uh, uh, the way we allocate costs in our economy um, for a whole, on a whole bunch of ways. But uh, yeah, I got no sympathy for uh, people who are you know, say they're agitating about uh, vaccine mandates. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, the neo-Nazis are on their side. So, you know, that's certainly an interesting company to travel in. Yeah. Anyway, Sue, I imagine you're in favor. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, if it was a different issue, do you think it's okay that they're they're blocking or should they be arrested? What's the issue? Just say if it was another issue. Is it just that it's vaccines and you don't you don't count that as so, you know, well, so, I, so personally, I put this, I, I take this back to, uh, I call this sort of the John Brown question. Because John Brown, as I've said before on this show, was a violent religious fundamentalist terrorist. He was a murderer. Uh, he was an insurrectionist. It was for a good cause, though. But <laughs> it was for he a good was, cause. Right. He was doing that because, like, slavery was continuing and it was, you know, like a nationwide campaign of terror, violence, and oppression that had been going on for centuries, and nothing was stopping it. And I think John Brown was justified in what he did, because somebody had to stop slavery, and it wasn't getting done. And so, you know, and, you know, John Brown's father, I believe, had been like an abolitionist as well. But, you know, they believed in trying to change things peacefully, and it hadn't worked. And so, eventually, they they said, all right, fine, violence is it, violence it is. So, um, you know, he I think, violence, yeah. right. I think John Brown, the John Brown rule is basically like if it's something that drastically bad and awful, if it's something that horrifyingly brutal and and murderous as, you know, slavery, then, yeah, by any means necessary. If it's something other than that, uh, you know, like like the 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 ethical acceptability of of behaving, you know, like that of. Uh, well, all right. So the truckers aren't like killing people. All right. So that's that's we're stepping well, back a good may, ways. Actually, well, but they haven't yet at the moment. So I'm just saying 
Let me let me just finish. I I I I'm yeah, sure you got a good sorry. point, but the, no no no, it's it's fine. It's it's it, with it's Zoom. It's hard to tell who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, the truckers haven't like killed anybody or anything like that. They haven't threatened anyone. So you know, I'm like, I'm not trying to say, oh, they're just like John Brown because they're not obviously. But I'm just saying, like John Brown's the extreme example. Like you can you can be that extreme when it's fighting something that extreme. So these guys. They're not, they're not nearly so bad, but they are, you know, they're doing a major uh, uh, civil disobedience. They're blocking traffic. They're making a lot of noise. They're making a nuisance of themselves. You know, so all of that. Okay. So what's their cause? What are they doing it for? Well, they're doing it because they don't like public regulations designed to promote the general public safety in minimal and uh, uh, medically abundantly justified ways addressing a real and serious concern, something that kills people. So yeah, these guys are full of crap, you know, like, like they're just, they're just wrong. You know, there are millions of people on this continent, you know, Canada, US, Mexico, just in North America, there are millions of people who have compromised immune systems who are greatly endangered by COVID-19. And Everything that these truckers are doing to stop us from dealing with COVID-19 effectively by requiring vaccines, by doing things to, to, to reduce the, the chains of transmission across the country, just they're, they're putting those people's lives in danger and they're doing it because they don't like being told what to do. They can go to hell. Right. I, I don't care. That's, that's, that's absurd and selfish and I have no sympathy for them. I just want to hop in. I've been reading a little bit about the truckers' goals. I just want to, before um, the uh, the truckers oh, originally I, were, I should mm-hmm. add. I should add that like I may not have done enough research on this, and therefore my hot take might be stupid and wrong. <laughs> as Jama um, reveals more information. Thank one you, thing <laughs> was that they were concerned about the uh, vaccination requirements. The other thing, one of the major sticking points is is requiring to have a vaccine passport. Um, vaccine passports have been really a huge deal with people, especially in the anti-vax community, because uh, they it they they keep relating it to like Nazi Germany and everything. Um, which according to the God the Godman rule, like the God Godwin's law, they should just be losing the argument right now. Anyway, uh, the the thing about the truckers now is that they're um, they submitted a memorandum of understanding, apparently, to the uh, governor in the Senate, um, in the governor general in the Senate. Um, th- it's kind of devolved into just anti-vax screeds and QAnon stuff. And uh, by February, this is from the Wikipedia, but it's sourced from. Um, the Toronto Star, by February 10th, as the convoy organizers' motivations had been exposed as including the overthrow of the government, the Conservative Party uh, in Canada shifted as certainly um, shifted as certainty in supporting the movement began to break down. I just wanted to throw that in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's important. That's really important. Well, and I guess what I was getting to was not whether the cause is justified, but whether it's okay to block public roads. You know, Ottawa is really shut down in the center. And so anybody, any of the businesses there can't get in and out. They can't get supplies. And if an ambulance is needed, they, they can, you know, the trucks are parked and turned off. 
there's not much they can do. And I was just asking a, a theoretical question, you know, not, um, not as bad as the, you know, the Brown <laughs> insurrection, <Yeah. laughs> but, but theoretically should, should people do that? I mean, this country is totally, that's what you do is you stop traffic. You know, you chain yourself in the middle of the street and the police come and they arrest you. That's, you know, that's what happens when you right, you know, block a major thoroughfare. But I just wondered if you thought that that's an okay protest. Uh, I, sometimes, like I said, it, it depends. Sometimes. In this case, I don't, I don't see it because I think they're, they're having a temper tantrum, uh, a big, expensive, difficult temper tantrum, um, as opposed to making a political uh, argument in, in, a, in a, you know, they're not making an act of, 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 desperation in a in a in a you know in a cause that uh warrants this kind of uh that that kind of ex- extreme measure you know it's just so i i not. always thought that the protest it wasn't for me to judge whether you know you wanted to free all the animals in the research lab that it's okay for PETA to try and do that and then they suffer the consequences for having done it do, do you know <clears throat> what i mean it's not like i judge PETA on the content it's more that in this country you have a right to do that. That's sort of one of the fundamentals. Regardless, I don't get to judge what your cause is. You're you're making an issue of it because you want me to notice it. But it's not like I feel like I should judge people's causes, whether they're justified or not. Why why not? Why shouldn't because you judge if someone's making a, has making the right a political state protest? Yeah. Well, I mean, so you're, you know, someone's making a political statement. Why shouldn't you judge that political statement? I don't well, I think that. I think what's going on is Sue was saying that in terms of someone protesting and her judging the the merits of the like not, it the the pro, ju- she doesn't judge the merits of the of the subject when thinking about the protest. It's just the matter yeah, of of okay. law with the protest. Is that yes? Am I, okay. Yes. Thank you for translating. Yeah, and, <laughs> oh, I, I and that's why, yeah, so it's sort of like, you know, there's always somebody protesting something. I don't always agree with them, but I certainly agree with their right to do it, to protest. And when they, you know, they chain themselves so nobody can get in the hospital yard, that's a problem. So the police come and take them away. But, you know, it they have a right to do it. Uh, you know, just sort of open and shut for me, they have a right to do it. And I don't know if that's true in Canada. I don't know what their laws are. But I, that's um, why I was saying I I wasn't really asking you if you thought they were justified in doing it. I meant, it, are people justified in protesting that way? Uh, I, yes, I sometimes just, anyways, yes. I just want to say that um, I, I think that people have the right to protest um, if they want to block traffic or anything, there are consequences. Uh, like when when someone like punched that Nazi or whatever, um, like years ago, I said that I I support punching Nazis, but you better run because you just punched someone. Um, I might leave my gate open uh, <laughs> and just leave, you know, or something. Um, but you know, you did break the law, so. Yeah, the cops will be after you. Maybe who knows? They shouldn't be. It's a Nazi. But uh, in terms of just the effects of protest, the problem here is that even if uh, you just say, you know, they're the content of their protest, that's their business, and the the way that they protest is important. Um, 
that isn't applied equally to protests. No. If all of the if That's this true. was like a bunch of black truckers that were rolling into town and their trucks and would have been confiscated already. They would have been impounded. They would have been arrested. Yep. Some of them might have gotten shot. And right now, the only thing that's really had, the only thing the courts have really done is said, don't honk your horns for the next 10 days. It's infuriating if you think about it sometimes. But yeah. the, the, I, with Mike's example, the, from the, with the scale, there are things, there are things to protest. There are things to protest violently. When the uh, second Iraq war started, the second, the, the, the wars after um, 2001, I was in college and there were a bunch of protests. And in the middle of Amherst, uh, they, there were a bunch of people crossing the street back and forth and just, they just kept hitting the button. Everybody was mad. And I, and I was actually driving a bus at the time and it slowed down everything. And people wanted to get home. People, and I was just sitting there like, that's the point. They're trying to get your attention because they don't like the war. Yeah. That's, you know, it's protests are supposed to be disruptive. That's the whole point. If they are, th these are huge trucks. These are semis. These aren't like F-150s or whatever. These are semis that are getting parked up in, in public. They're blocking traffic. They're blocking people trying to get home. People trying to get home because some people work in Canada and live in the U.S. and they can't get home for hours and hours. And for days at this point. For days. And the, this, is, this isn't just an impediment and it's not just this is this is almost like it's not violent, but it's approaching there because it is horribly impacting people. Now, if they let if they like wanted to disrupt something in a little less, that would be that would be another thing. But it's just they're con they're completely congesting a city. They're sh they're locking down a city. They're disrupting the economics of a, of two countries. Um, why? Because they don't like having to show paperwork to prove that they've been vaccinated against the deadly pandemic. Deadly pandemic. This is not an <laughs> this the last thing I'll say is, and this I this has been in the back of my mind the whole time. Like, uh again, if they were black, people would be like, Don't protest like that. What are you doing? This is too much. You know, like kneeling at, at a, a sports event. Like, oh, you shouldn't be protesting. You shouldn't be kneeling while while the while the anthem is playing. You shouldn't do that. You should be like Martin Luther King or whatever and have a march or something. And if this was a bunch of a bunch of black truckers, they would people would be yelling, Don't do that. You're you're disrupting everything. Stop that. Go back. You're not you're not helping yourselves or your okay, community. Officer, arrest those people. It, yeah. It's so personally, my thoughts aside from what I think about vaccinations, the, the fact that they are protesting, they can protest. If they don't like it, they can protest. However, this is going, I think this is going too far and their, um, their goals have grown too much. They want to remove the prime minister from it, from from power 
at this point. Stop it. And he wouldn't <laughs> sit down with them, so they're really mad. He wouldn't sit down with them because it wasn't negotiable. Sure. Yeah. No, they don't want to yeah. negotiate. They just want things to stop. No, they have well, never said, I've never heard them. anybody from the trucker people say, oh, we want to like hammer out an agreement or something. No, they just don't want to have to show vaccination. Um, yeah. You know, and like I said, my feelings about vaccinations aside, this is a dangerous way to protest and this is not protesting people being enslaved it's not protesting anything that is hurting anybody um they just don't want to have to get vaccinated yeah this isn't even protesting you know a tax on tea or or a stamp act you know like this is <laughs> well, historian this is, ever the historian the right. tea party is is questionable on its like on its own which um. is fine, but I'm just saying, like, you look at the issues, you know, in the 1770s here in Massachusetts, the agitation involved, you know, they weren't protesting anything like the like the crown saying, right, we have this wonderful new technology to save you all from a deadly disease, you know, like smallpox or something that's like really safe and cheap and affordable and super effective. And here you go. Everybody should just get one. Like if if that had been something like that, they would have been protesting. They'd have been lining the heck up, you know. <laughs> the only way I could see them this protest being um, like like it is and being a uh, a good idea to protest like this is if the vaccine if that the vaccine like killed people on a large rate, like maybe like three percent of people, and everybody was forced <laughs> to get the vaccine, like and they assumed that. Three out of a hundred were going to get yes, killed by it. Exactly, and like something like that. Then yeah, I would say yeah. clog everything up. People are dying. But mm-hmm. the if if at one time the vaccinations are shown to kill more people than the actual disease by a good amount, <laughs> then then I will change my mind. The vaccines but, don't even don't even come close. No, that's my point. Speaking of, co- of close, should- we're at the cl- we're close to the point. In fact, we're past the point where we should take <laughs> way a past. Break. <laughs> That's my fault. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. Keep the FCC happy. We'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. 
That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm still talking with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. And uh, we're switching gears to talk about the economy because I think things are pretty good considering with uh, that strong job reports number. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> 430,000, 450,000. I can look up and, the exact and, number. And better than expected and unemployment's low. Yeah. 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 Better than better than expected and unemployment's really really low. So, that's good. We're, we're all <laughs> the, but there's inflation. I was waiting for Sue to jump in and point out something that's bad. But yes, indeed, <laughs> inflation is what was it? 7.5%? Uh, yeah, so um, oh, four hundred sixty-seven thousand jobs in January. Also, wow. yeah, four sixty-seven. Also, the um, also slightly good news. Job reporters kind of iffy on like economy um, metrics, but whatever. Um, the jobs reports for the past three months, I believe, have been adjusted uh, to be higher. Yeah. So the yeah. um, the jobs report like in terms of that has been very good and even better than be, than we thought before. And you know, nothing drives inflation quite like uh rising employment. Yeah. <laughs> more pe- more people working drives it, you know, means more people having money and jobs <sighs> means more inflation. That's yeah. just part of the I equation. In, I was in my favorite local restaurant the, two weeks ago and uh, I ordered takeout. I went in and ordered takeout and waited and, um, I, it took forever. There were only a few people in the restaurant. A lot of people were calling in, you know, to take food out. I had my mask on. Yeah. And um, the person who was at the cash register was the owner. So she took my money and then she ran in the back and she was cooking. And there was like one person in the restaurant working with her. So when I saw her again, I said, are you in here alone tonight? She said, yeah, I can't get anybody to work. Pam, Pam more. Yeah. Pam she, more. Uh, I think. I think maybe family members usually help her because usually uh, she has Hate a big them family more. that usually is helping her. <laughs> they, may have been, they, may have, they may have gotten the virus. Who knows? I, I didn't ask, but yeah. yeah. Pay them more. I mean, well, I, and, I, I, I agree. Whatever. Pay service employees more, but it might also be extraordinary circumstances and she just genuinely didn't have anybody to call yeah, in. maybe. Yeah. I just well, always take the, the, the chance to say like, you count on more. tips. So if nobody's coming in the restaurant, you don't you don't make any money. Yeah, I know they shouldn't do that. People that wait waitress and they you know or waiter and they they you know if it's a if it's a rest you know right now restaurants are terrible places to work because everything is takeout <laughs> right and now. the few people that come in you know you don't have a restaurant full of people. It's been no oh, 25 years or so since I waited tables at a friendlies, but uh, my experience is working in restaurants is always potentially really, really crappy. Service <laughs> service jobs, service jobs are are not fun. They're just, and this is this is coming from someone that is my chosen profession: service jobs, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I don't serve, know, I, especially people that that work for tips. As someone that has oh, worked tips for tips, yeah, it's terrible. Um, because it's a sales job where the person you're selling to gets to choose your commission. It's exactly. The um, the it, people that like uh, restaurant workers make like less than five dollars an hour because of tips. So we can yep. just get rid of tips. Yep. Or make them completely yep. optional in our culture, and then pay people what they're worth. And if they want, if people yep. want to give them some extra, then 
you know, you can do that with anybody you want. You know, like your barber, a lot of people, like a barber or 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 someone that works in salon, it is customary to tip that person, but they still get paid normally. (laughs) You know, (laughs) your mailman. I do that with like. If somebody does a gas station for me, if they do mm-hmm. put gas in my car, I tip them. And God, yep, I tip that? fast food restaurants too. I tip the people in the window. Wow. wow that, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that they're open. I mean, I'm working. I appreciate that they're working and they're working really hard. So mm-hmm. you um, can tip anybody you want. You just, the only thing is that we have codified tipping in our laws for service people they need because who cares? Minimum about wage them? at least. They, yeah, they they do get minimum wage, like five bucks or something. That's their minimum wage. No, it's a, it's yeah, a I don't special think it's, wage. It it hasn't gone up, I don't think, since the nineties when it was two thirty five. Yep. Yeah. No, it's a, service employees don't get workers. minimum wage. Yeah. yeah. Farm workers don't get overtime. They're they're gonna try and change the law. I know there's a bill trying to change oh, it so amazing. that if somebody puts in, you know, because what happens is when there's a crop due, everybody works like sixty hours, but they work sixty hours at straight time. Mm-hmm. It's wicked. So. Well, I mean, so the the main thing is that this person might not have had like help. Maybe people just suddenly quit or or something like that. Maybe they didn't have they maybe they were offering more Quarantine. money and they just nobody wants to work in a restaurant because it sucks. I don't know. But in general, you just pay people more. That's just if you're if you're thinking about paying people more, then pay people more. That's the I agree. <laughs> Though I, I want to point out that r- if you're rule of the rule of the road. Yeah. Just if yeah. you want if you're uh, should I pay people more? Yes. That's the answer. Yes, so you should. I, I do want to point out that rising wages is also one of the main drivers of inflation. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? So if you're really worried yep. about inflation, then you you know, like like paying people more is uh is is gonna have more of it. So well uh, uh as we I mean, said, I, I in, still think we should pay people more and find other ways to deal with inflation. But yes, well, as we as we were talking about before, with like like cryptocurrency and and full faith and credit, we have the Fed, and they are going to be uh, changing interest rates to combat inflation because that's something you can do. Yes. So well, long overdue. One of the things that the Federal Reserve looks at to trigger whether or not they're going to try and you know hike interest rates to keep inflation down is they look at what, what the employment levels are and they're like, oh, unemployment's getting down too low. We better make it harder for people to to hire employees. So, <laughs> that's one of the things that happens when you raise interest rates. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Um. Yeah. So the the economy is. Interesting. So it, right so I, it remains that absolutely, kids, listen, listen to me. Take this advice. The if you can, the best job you can get is to inherit money from rich relatives. Like that is absolutely <laughs> the best job you can get. I highly recommend it. It's very competitive, and I'm you know like I don't have any advice on how to interview for it, but you should absolutely look it up. <laughs> well, I mean the the really the easiest way is to marry into money. That way you don't have to worry about like the 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 luck of the draw of birth. So just go on like go look for a a sugar mom or sugar daddy 
and and get that paper. There you That's go. not marrying for money. That's becoming someone's uh, 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 mistress or uh, or courtesan or whatever. You know, that's that's a yeah. whole different thing. Yeah. Oh no, no, yes, you can indeed. you can be a you can someone can be be a sugar dad and you can marry them. That's just it's just like uh, that's not what they say at the club. Well, hey, <laughs> so my know. advice is totally different than yours, both mm-hmm. of yours. Uh, your Mine advice is, is almost certainly better. <laughs> Uniformly, <laughs> no, so it's worse. Yeah, hey. so my advice would be 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 a be a lifelong learner, which I know both of you guys actually are, and always, um, you know, always keep learning and have skills that other people want, and you will never starve. So that's hilarious. That's my Sue. advice. That is absolutely hilarious and i'm i'm so glad that you've introduced introduced some comedy into this kind of dour podcast <laughs> i'm i am i'm going to be i'm going to record i'm i'm recording this and i'm going to make it my ringtone so anytime someone calls me i can have a chuckle <laughs> oh there you go that is not how that works <laughs> Well, you know, if you're going to be all uppity with that kind of attitude genre, then no, of course not. We're not going to hire you. I mean, come so on. So do you think I'm intelligent? Yep. Do you think I have marketable skills? Totally. Okay. Do you, do you think that has been the case for like in my adulthood? I, I think that there's lots of times where you've been underemployed for good reason. And, you I'm know, not even talking about my my health issues. I'm just talking in general. My health issues just started yeah. like seven years, ten years ago. Um, yeah, yeah uh, that does not that never has guaranteed me work ever. It's just been luck of the draw. Just having skill, just having marketable skills, does not guarantee you work. Like I mean, it ups all. the odds, but it ups know. the odds definitely, but it does not. Um, you have to, and I agree with, with most of what you said, you need to be, you need to keep learning. You keep, you need to keep moving. You need to keep improving yourself. That's just a general thing in general. Like that's something good, that's it's important good for your mental health too. Exactly. Yep. That's just important in life because the more that you improve yourself and you improve your, your knowledge, the more you learn, the more that you can help others and the more that you can use those skills to improve the lives of those around you. That's, that's just in general. The other thing is you need to be lucky. You need to live in the right area and know the right people and apply at the right time. You need to apply at the right place. You need to be you need to uh, be lucky enough to get a recruiter or someone that is doing the hiring that will not look poorly on you for whatever reason. Um, like if I apply someplace and someone has the same uh, skills as I do and they apply someplace and their name is Mark and my name's genre, guess who's gonna get the job? You know, having skills is very important. It is not something that you can count on. Just like, you know, all these people so with this, with uh, with degrees, and their discrimination is prevalent. I agree with you on that. And try <laughs> being female with mechanical skills. You know, it's it's an uphill battle. But I'm just saying that. That's what I'm you saying. Know, you agree with me? That's people, I'm glad. Yeah, but people people need things to be done and, you know, whatever it is, you know, work on cars, paint, help people move, help them organize their clutter. There's a million ways to skin a cat. And I just, I 
I think that's probably a terrible thing to say. But um, <laughs> I just realized what a horrible thing that is. Well, we don't have a my deal cat, with Adidas, so my, I don't think we have to my, really worry about that. My two Siamese cats just looked at me when I said that. I understood. <laughs> like, oh, shoot. If if you never hear from me again, my cats have eaten me. You know? Well, that'll happen anyway. And I fell asleep. That's what they um, do. But I, 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 I just, you know, I, I think that especially in in the americas you know people hustle they do and they they find other avenues and as long as you keep doing that i i i think you'll be fine so maybe that's my optimism in the world but yeah seven and a half percent inflation reminds me of the carter (laughs) years it was scary the uh the last time that the um this the inflation was this high like year over year because this is this isn't like it jumped seven percent in the last month or anything this is seven percent as opposed to the same time last year. And the last time that this happened was during the Reagan administration. Yeah. Um, so uh, this, it's and not was great. coming down it's from not the ideal. Carter, Carter. Carter was 14%. It was wicked. And it was going like gangbusters. So, and part of that was the energy crisis, I think. So part of this is probably just, energy too, right? Well, price of oil. It, it not, not really actually. Um, the the price of oil has been kept pretty stable um, because a lot of countries are like pushing on OPEC uh, to make sure that they don't gouge everybody. Um, I think it's up it to hasn't 80 dollars a barrel. Yeah, it hasn't gone. I don't think it's gone over like a hundred or hundred ten. Um, I suspect prices we are. Go-, hmm? go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I thought you were about done. Just you have I, a factoid, right? I. Well, no, it's just, you know, I suspect prices are going up because of the continuing problems with the supply chains. You know, like, like yeah. it's been true for months and I think it's still true now. Yeah, inflation yeah. is, I mean, especially with like the way that the pandemic has completely upended our economy, uh, the way that the pandemic has completely upended everybody's life because our economy depends on certain factors happening and the pandemic is preventing those factors from happening. So, um, but yeah, yeah the, the, if, if yeah. Russia invades Ukraine, that'll that'll drive up um, natural gas will be all right because it's actually a separate. Um, it's it's not a worldwide market in natural gas, mm-hmm. but oil prices will go through the roof. <sighs> yeah, if if you if a Ukraine conflict happens, there's going to be economic sanctions, especially in Europe. The the price of fuel is going to. Uh, any kind of fuel yeah. is going to be messed up because like Germany gets a ton of gas from um from russia's and that 40%. pipeline is probably going to be cut off 40%. um they're actually already discussing like different avenues of of energy for germany to get if this happens yeah. because they're they're preparing they're preparing and we'll um, probably ship uh liquefied natural gas we'll, yeah maybe we'll probably ship it to, probably yeah. um but i don't know they they're they have lots of ports that they've changed so that they can get those tankers in but it's i think somebody said that it's a stretch if uh, Russia really cut people off. You know what I'm really afraid of? Just We're talking about Ukraine now. I'm really afraid that this is going to be a flashpoint. That this is going to be like the You're start of like a big, a big, big European conflict. war? Yeah. 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 I'm afraid of that. Um, I haven't been afraid of that uh, in my lifetime, really. Um, but I'm afraid of it too. What's our historian say? <laughs> 
<sighs> yeah, I, it's it's not an unreasonable uh, uh, concern. Um, like, you know, I don't think it's likely because it's a it's a bad idea for the Ukrainians. It's a bad idea for uh, Europe, and it's a bad idea for the United States, and it's certainly a bad idea for Russia. Um, you know, Putin's um, a very calm and logical man. Well, sure, there's that, but also, <laughs> you know, like you know what else was was a bad idea? The First World War. <laughs> you know what? You know? You're it's true. You make like, a good point. Like just because something is a really bad idea and people go, "Oh man, we don't want to do that." doesn't mean they don't do that. Um, <laughs> you know, because like it you know, the, you look at the decisions you made a few years ago and part of it is, you know, like when when Putin just sort of grabbed Crimea, uh, the United States is like, all right, fine. You know, like like for for a variety of reasons, um, uh, you know, under President Obama, we didn't like go to the wall about it. You know, we didn't uh, start, you know, arming the arming Ukrainian troops or sending our soldiers or or fast tracking the, the Ukraine into NATO, you know, all of that stuff. So uh, it's certainly true that um it's certainly true that uh, the the connection between Russia and the Ukraine uh, is centuries old. There are a lot of cultural contact. There are a lot of people who sort of view themselves as ethnically Russian who live in mostly in the eastern part of the Ukraine, but like live in the Ukraine. So there's um, I feel there's the same a lot way of, about Canada, <laughs> right? Well, there's a lot of my, complicated my Canadian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, part there, there's some complicated and 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 messy history. Um, and, uh, Russia, I think quite reasonably looks at the past, you know, 200 years and says, okay, there have been, you know, two major, uh, well, actually uh, two and a half major invasions of Russia from the West, you know, uh, Napoleon tried it, the Nazis tried it, and actually the Germans tried it in world war one as well. And, uh, you know, only the uh, uh, preoccupation with the Western Front in France kept the Russians from kept the Germans from basically just rolling up Czarist Russia and 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 going to town. So um, you know, I understand very much the idea of like the Ukraine is to some extent a buffer state. Like I get that, um, but. Um, how far Vladimir Putin's willing to go uh, to to claim that? I, I like is he is he willing to resort to you know outright violence or annexation or whatever? I don't know. Maybe I, I like I really do think it depends on what he thinks he can get away with, and um, I have no idea how scared he is of the most draconian economic sanctions we can throw at him. I, I just don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And if he's and if he's not, if he keeps going, or if if we sanction him, um, because all right, so it's obviously a rather different circumstance in many ways. But one of the main things that drove the expansion of World War II to include the United States was the war in the Pacific, and we imposed economic sanctions on Japan because of its shenanigans uh, in China and whatnot, and uh, they were running out of oil, and so they basically had a choice of either backing down. Uh, and getting on our good side again because they got most of their oil from yeah. us, or, or doubling, 
Right, or doubling down and going to war with us and seizing oil sources in Southeast Asia and, and other natural resources that they could get by seizing former British, French, and Dutch colonies. So that's what they did. And if Vladimir Putin decides that uh, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to back down. Um, if he decides to double down, um, it could get really, really ugly. And I, I've observed on the show before that you know the uh, you know the United States military is really good at, at blowing up people up in open conflict uh, on a battlefield. Uh, it, it nobody's been better in, in the in the history of the species. Um, so I, I'm fairly confident that in the end the U.S. could win any kind of war that it gets heavily involved in, but. Uh, Getting to that point will take a lot of time, will kill a lot of people, will destroy an awful lot of places and things and peoples, cost an incredible amount of money, and also do a lot of environmental damage. And, uh, you know, we, we have enough of that, you know. <laughs> we, we had in the, in the last year, I believe we had 20 different climate disasters, uh, weather disasters that, that caused at least a billion dollars in damage in the United States. Yikes. Just in last year. 20 different ones. You know, some of them cost a lot more than $1 billion, but 20 of them cost at least that much. And just that's 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 unprecedented. So, you know what I, th- I hope my-, my, my we, got, we got lots of other things to worry about, so I hope we don't go to war. But anyway, go ahead, sir. Uh, I hope that Vladimir Putin um, isn't a fan of Tom Petty. Because I would one. like him to back down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all, all week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> tip your waitresses. <laughs> tip, your, tip your waiters. Oh, man. Well, I feel pessimistic. I, I don't know. He just has too many troops. They've moved blood supplies up to the front line. They're, they've really yep. taken over Belarus, even though Belarus invited the Russians in because they had somebody they wanted. They needed some help with some... Uh, some conflict and they invited the Russians in, you know, it may have been a pretense and now they're all oh, yeah. on the Ukrainian border. So, and you know, Belarus is, they like Russia, so they're not, you know, they're in cahoots with them. I don't know. Well, I, the, you know, tyrants like being tyrants. So, you know, if you do what it takes. Well, know. and you stick together, if you're going to, if you're going to win, you know, when you when you get the deer on the run, the wolves stick together. Jesus. I hadn't heard that phrase. That's interesting. <laughs> Jesus. That's, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> yeah. It's a predator joke. What can I say? Terrible. I mean, that isn't yeah. a predator joke. That that was about wolves. That wasn't about predators. <laughs> wolves are predators. I, they can't even turn invisible. I don't think so. Oh. Uh, I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Yes, indeed. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I need to inject some kind of levity here. <laughs> Did you hear about? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well uh, you know, the, econ- the economy's doing better, but here we are facing whatever's going to go on. We've won a few gold medals. That's that's been some good news. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, paying attention happening. to the to Winter Olympics. I honestly, my, here, here's a prediction for you: whatever's going to happen, Russia will not invade the Ukraine until after the olympics they may not invade at all i hope not but if they do they will wait till the olympics are over <laughs> yeah they might be building up during the olympics and then like 
that'll yeah. be sure. an ending ceremony or something. Well, when's it over? Also, I, 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 th- I, th- I, th- I think it's, I think it, yeah, I think it, I, I think it ends uh, the end of next week, but end of next week. But you know, as uh, somebody was, uh, uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody observed like, uh, you know, I, that Vladimir Putin probably doesn't want to like step on uh, a big moment for Xi Jinping, and I'm like, I can see that, you know, yeah, <laughs> like what? Why generate animosity from a powerful neighbor when you don't have to? Closing ceremony is going to be on the 20th of February. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's the yeah. 15th yeah. end of next Tuesday. week. Yeah. End of next week. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, um, I don't know. Fill up your oil tank now before it hits the fan. <laughs> it's going to. I stopped really watching the the Olympics, like uh, when I when I realized like the harm that it does to communities. I just, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm not as patriotic as I, I as I have been being <laughs> earlier in my life. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I um, think they should keep it in one one spot. I think they don't need to give it to different countries. And I mean, yeah. having why not just Dhabi, have it in Greece? Crazy. Yeah, just like I think you know, that's a great idea. Why Greece not just have it in, in Greece? Every yeah, well, not only does Greece need it, it's like all right, it's the Olympic Games. Have them at Olympia. You know, I don't think it's crazy. <laughs> To, 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 Do to they just have say, enough cold um, mountains for well, they, this they can have the summer games the summer? in Greece and they can have the winter games. I don't know. Hell, they can have they they can have they can have them in China if China wants them. You know, like China's a major uh, world power and a uh, and a, a a hugely important culture in human history. You know, I don't think it's crazy to have winter games in China, though. So, you know, whatever, just. Like I agree. Well, Keep, this is the second time place. they've had the Olympics. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, two thousand and eight, but those are the. So it doesn't games, bother so. you the um, the um, atrocities against humanity that China. Uh, the the I, I'm very much bothered by that, but um, you know uh, uh, we keep okay, having the, have Oli- the Olympics there. We keep having the Olympics uh, all over the world, despite atrocities all over the world. So. And I, I hear the music, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there I, are atrocities I, all over the world, too, so that, you know. Right, exactly. Fabric. That's yeah, just what humans do. I think do the Olympics, to some extent, are, are I think <laughs> the Olympics, to some extent, are always fiddling while Rome burns, you know? Yeah, you know. So. it's You know what? It's really good to keep up your musical uh, skills, just like we talked about before. Um, always be practicing. <laughs> always be moving. Always be improving yourself. Um Practice that fiddle. Set some fires to keep yourself warm. Oof. Advice, <laughs> advice for the new century. Set well. some fires. <laughs> Play music, um, do crimes. I keep, I'm thinking of Titanic and, and, and yeah. <laughs> and Rome. Such imagery. All right. Well, join us next week when harp, hopefully our heart will go on. Um, oh, until then, I'm that's gonna to, do. Oh, you. Oh, sorry. That'll be my last dance Are with you? Mary Jane. <laughs> anyway, that'll gonna do it for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at ten and OK Asia at midnight. We got a podcast that goes out in the wee hours of Monday morning and a repeat airing Monday afternoons at four. So listen to us all over again. That'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.